Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run. Okay, hello Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome in to Three Dudes with a View. I am Delk Kennedy, dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. You been driving the bus this morning? I have been. Um, it's cold this morning. It is cold, but I, I didn't see any frost, did you? Oh, I had a solid shoe. I, I, I did. I did. Okay. I did. Did you park in your garage? No, no. <laughs> Going down Morrisville Pike and, and ne- next to my house, you could see it this morning. So I think it happened. I had. I had. Did, did you Did you notice it, Mike Lyle? I didn't notice it right off, but uh, you know my my neighborhood got a lot of concrete in it, so it stays relatively warm. You know, comparatively. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it happened. I think we had our first frost. Well, I, yesterday morning I had ice on my windshield. I had scrape. This morning, it was worse today all the way around the car. So if you haven't gotten up to go to work today, you may need a couple of more minutes because you're going to have to scrape your car, possibly. I, I didn't have to. But that's uh, funny how it changes. Debbie Matthews, regular special guest dude. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. And I, I don't – Mr. Jim York has not joined us yet. Is that uh, – he, he told me yesterday he may be running a few minutes late because he was going to early vote. Okay. He's going to be the first one in line. So. I'll be interested to hear uh, – what he says about the crowds or the lines or the lack of, that'd be good. Yes. All right. We have a very special guest here with us today, uh, David Carson. He is the Democratic nominee for the 71st House District seat. That would That is an open seat. The Republican running in that race is Kip Capley. Uh, the 71st is a sort of a newly formed district. Well, it's been around, but it's been reshaped uh, due to the... Uh, 10-year census, and it takes in the western end of Murray County, Williamsport, Hampshire, Mount Pleasant, takes in uh, a good bit of, I guess, the northern end of Lawrence County, doesn't it, David? Yes. And then uh, goes down, takes in Wayne County, and then uh, a slice of McNary, is that right? A slice of Harden. Harden. Slice of Harden County. So... David Carson, Democratic nominee for that seat. Welcome. How you doing, man? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well. And I uh, I survived the frost this morning as well. I had it all the way around my truck and had to give it a couple extra minutes. So I'm, I'm not looking forward to the cold. Well, now, where are you from, David? Uh, I actually I live in Mount Pleasant, but I'm from north uh, northwestern Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I moved here to get away from the cold. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think it's going to be a cold winter. Have y'all heard that they're making the Germans hold onto their trash so they have stuff to burn this year for for fuel? Oh, my. This is how bad it's going to be. And, of course, it's going to be really cold because all of this is coming down. Minnesota had a snow last week already, I think, two snow. So welcome to Tennessee. Wow. 
There we go. Of course, it's the third week in October, folks. I mean, you, you can almost... I mean, you, the first frost comes the third week in October every year, just like clockwork. I mean, it, it always does. David Carson, tell us, uh, introduce yourself to us. Uh, you know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? How'd you get to Murray County? What do you do now? Uh, well, like I said, I was born in northwestern Pennsylvania, and that's primarily where I grew up. I uh, I left Pennsylvania at 18 and joined the Army. I spent 12 years in the military uh, doing psychological operations, uh, did a couple of combat tours, finished off as a liaison at Fort Belvoir outside of D.C. When I left the military, I spent a year doing contract work around D.C., and uh, if you've ever been to that area, the traffic's not worth the work. So I moved to uh, moved to Tennessee. My wife and I discussed moving. I'd been all over the world, and I told her, uh, I said, some of the most beautiful country I've ever flown over was was Tennessee, Kentucky. So we thought, you know, we'll move to Nashville. And we lived in Antioch until our our two boys graduated high school. And uh, once we left Antioch, we found a, a really nice place with some land here in Mount Pleasant. And... Uh, that's that's been it ever since i i spent about 10 years working for the department of veterans affairs and i really enjoyed giving back to uh to veterans um you know as one myself i knew a lot of the ins and outs the last two years the veterans affairs i i spent in denver actually at the national training facility and i did some great work there i i absolutely enjoyed the fact that that i would teach processes and policies to people that would go on and provide those benefits to veterans and their families and uh and then i came back here i started a business back in uh, 2021 down in mount pleasant i owned a, a rage room where people pay yeah. to come in and smash stuff. And uh, it's very cathartic. Uh, then I decided to, we were going to move that into Columbia, so we're working on relocating at this point. Uh, but when this when the seat came open... Uh, you're talking about the house seat that the, you're running for? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the only point in my time I've ever even considered politics. And really, the reason for it was... Um, two years ago, I got custody. My wife and I got custody of my uh, my now thirteen year old nephew. He comes from a bad background. Um, so I moved down here after my kids graduated from high school, and now I find myself I have to be concerned with school again. I have to be concerned with the healthcare system again because my wife and I are both veterans, so we go through the VA. I have to concern myself, you know, with what his education what he's going to do beyond high school and of course owning a small business i have to concern myself with the the minutiae of local politics but i started to realize that there's a lot of stuff that needs changed and i initially considered running for district 64 which is what i was in uh and which then the eastern Anna Murray County, the scott's pecky seat yeah yeah yep uh and then after the redistricting, I found that I was in District 71, and there were only, you know, less than a handful of people running uh, because Mr. Bird 
stepping down because of his uh, medical condition. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I'm I'm part of this community, and and I I not only have to take an interest in this, but but you know, I'm I'm part of who this affects. So I decided it was time to to throw my hat in the ring for whatever it was worth. There you go. And uh, so what what would be if you're elected? Uh, and you go to the state house as uh, a Democratic representative uh, from the 71st district. Uh, what what do you see as your priorities? What, what what do you want to what do you what would you like to accomplish if you can? Well, you know, there's a couple things I'd like to tackle: uh, housing, education, healthcare, and infrastructure. Those those are my four. Those are the four things I'm hanging my hat on, and the reason for that is a lot of people ask me, you know, what's your opinion on the Second Amendment? What's your opinion on, uh, you know, abortion? And and I've always told them that those are the type of things we leave for Congress. Do I have an opinion? Yes. Are those things that we're going to change within the walls of the state of Tennessee? Probably not. Those things are going to be very difficult to change, and if we do change them, there's nothing saying that the Supreme Court, obviously with Roe versus Wade, there's nothing saying the Supreme Court can't step in and turn around and and negate all of the money we spent and all the time we put into passing those laws. So what we have to concern ourselves with is the things we can positively affect here in Tennessee that the Supreme Court's not going to change. So, you know, let's let's put some more money into education. Uh, let's let's make sure every Tennessean has a place to live. You know, I spent a lot of time in Denver, and uh, and the homeless population there is out of control. We have to make sure. You know, we're talking about the frost. We have to make sure. I spent I spent about six months homeless after I got out of high school. My parents and I had a falling out, and they threw me out. Again, this is in northwestern Pennsylvania after high school, so through the end of the summer and into the winter. And I lived in a baseball dugout. Uh, I lived in a Red Cross shelter for about a month. And and it's tough. I mean, you, you see homeless people, but unless you've, you know, had your feet in those shoes, it's it's a different story. Uh, healthcare. There, I was just talking with somebody yesterday. Uh, a, a lovely older woman uh, who was suffering from pancreatic cancer. And she was talking about she just got her first bill from the hospital. And that is, the number on that bill is absolutely unacceptable. It Cancer is not something you can control. It's not something you're going to step in and say, you know what, I'm not going to get cancer. Nobody should go into bankruptcy because of an illness because of a disease nobody should have to decide whether they're going to pay their rent buy food or pay their medical bills this is something that we can positively affect and it's it's something really that we're obliged to positively affect we should be taking care of the sick we should be taking care of the elderly and we should be taking care of children we shouldn't be we shouldn't be bickering about uh, you know these these big companies that are coming in and that we're we're providing tax breaks for so that they can build their industry. 
So th- those are those are the four things I'm going to focus on: housing, healthcare, education, and infrastructure. There you go, Mr. Jim York. How are you, dude? Number one. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, Mr. Carson, and everybody. All right. Do you, I guess you already know David Carson, who's the Democratic nominee for uh, the 71st um, House District seat, running against Kip Capley. We're uh, happy to have him with us this morning. And did you go out to early vote, Mr. York? Number one in early voting in Murray County. How did it was? Were there many? How, how would you describe the crowd? Light. About right. fifteen or twenty. Uh, that when I left, there were nobody nobody standing in line. But about fifteen or twenty this morning uh, that led off to Murray County early voting. You wore your blue shirt, Jim. You're representing. <laughs> <laughs> know that I noticed. I That's saw right. That. And the first votes were cast for Democrats <laughs> in Murray County. Early lead. There you er, go. Early lead. Early lead. <laughs> well, Republicans, they go to work. And on Election Day, when they get off of work, they go vote. And so, there you go. November 8th. Now, are you on the 61st? I mean, the 71st or the 64th, Mr. York? 64. There you go. Well, okay. you, you sounded disappointed saying that, Mr. York. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I heard you. <laughs> I haven't had good results, you know. All right, let's uh, let's take a break, and uh, Mr. York, I'll get you to talk the Democratic thing with uh, Mr. Carson when we get back. Uh, it, 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 it's an interesting race, and David Carson, it's a pleasure to have you. So let's let's go through to the other side. And we'll keep talking. Go blue wave. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well-positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams, Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Uh, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delta Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Okay. Mr. York, you sort of missed the first part of the show out there voting. That's a good thing. Uh, we always miss you, but uh, everybody needs to go vote. So uh, get out there. Early voting started today. And... Uh, like I said, everyone should go vote. I'm going to have to get on out there to offset Mr. York's vote here. So. <laughs> well, you know, since I'm part of WKOM, KOM, uh, it's a good it's a good president. You get out there and vote blue. 
Vote blue. Vote, yeah. vote he didn't blue. say he was blue. He just said he was going out to vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. So All good right. to be here. And speaking of voting blue, we have the pleasure of having uh, David Carson with us today. David is the Democratic candidate for the uh, 71st House District in Tennessee, running against Kip Capley, and uh, who's the Republican. And uh, David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. And uh, Mr. York, he was telling us that that he's his what his priorities, if elected to the legislature, would be housing or making housing available to people that. Uh, I guess affordable housing, would that be the right way to phrase it? Or Yeah, yeah. To give you some idea, uh, 1971 was the year I was born. 1971, the uh, the average um, minimum wage, or the minimum wage was $1.60. The minimum wage now is seven twenty five. dollars uh, The average single-family house in 1971 could be purchased in five years. It was right around $25,000. The average single-family house now is over $460,000, and at the minimum wage, it would take you 30 years to pay it off. Wow. I don't, well. That has changed dramatically. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. David, one of the things, too, and, and, and in that res- respect, is that the fact that the state of Tennessee will not change the minimum wage. Now, we know people don't, many businesses can't even survive if they don't pay above the minimum wage. But why won't the state just take a good, make a good gesture and say, and suggest that we need to pay more than seven twenty-five an hour? I think that would do a lot to help business or encouraging businesses that's not reaching that level to do better. Well, not just that, but so many people, people don't realize that so many people are making just over $2 an hour. If if you live on tips, then your minimum wage is just over $2 an hour. And and so that means if, if you don't make tips, then, then you're going home with, with next to nothing. And a lot of those people that are working on tips are doing it because they're trying to make ends meet. So many of those people are doing it as a second or even a third job. And that shouldn't be the case. We we've yeah. got it's I, I tell people all the time that you know District seventy one is a very, very rural part of Tennessee. And let's be honest, there's yeah, I can't a, imagine much well there are maybe a few places in the state more rural, but it's pretty doggone rural. Yeah. And and you know there are ways that people think about the South. It's almost stereotypical. And there are ways that people think about the rural South. And there's no reason we have to be that stereotype. We don't have to be poorly educated. We don't have to be, you know, living in a rundown trailer on borrowed property. This this isn't who we have to be. And one way of doing that is is stepping up the minimum wage. You know, these companies that aren't paying minimum wage, like, uh, you know, Amazon pays barely minimum wage, and Applebee's, these companies can afford to pay their people more. Let's make them do it. 
Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, if a, if the state suggests that you pay higher wages, then more then more companies will will adhere to to the minimum wage that the state set. But when a state just says, "Oh, seven twenty five is okay," that means uh, the company has a lot of room to negotiate. Uh, with with employees, and most of them aren't union people, so they can pay them basically anything they want to pay. Yeah, and it's 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 real easy. I mean, it comes down. It, it it can be real easy. It comes down to things like you know, if we're providing you tax incentives to bring your business into Tennessee, then you know what you're going to pay your people more. Period. Yeah. An- another issue is health care. Tennesseans have the highest debt in health care. And many states that, like ours, will not subscribe to uh, the Medicaid programs that's available, expanding Medicaid, and that's why our rural hospitals are out of sync and closing. And, and as a state rep, that's something that I think we need to attack to try to get good health care for everybody so that people won't have this exorbitant uh, medical debt. Absolutely. And this is this is a part, you know, I spoke earlier about about uh, what we can change within the walls of Tennessee and what we can't. And this healthcare is one of those things that we can improve it within the walls of Tennessee. But this is something that the Tennessee General Assembly needs to work hand in hand with our congressional representatives to change this on a national level. Because where whereas people of Tennessee are suffering, that that shouldn't be the case. And it shouldn't be the case across the nation that people are suffering due to, uh, you know, poor health care. Because the longer the longer we go uh, with with things like uh, you know the the water in Flint, Michigan, the air in Denver, uh, even the the Monsanto property in District seventy one, you know we have to concern ourselves with the the long term effects of that kind of thing, and it's going to damage people's health through no fault of their own. We need to take care of each other, you know. We've got enough problems coming at us from 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 nature and and other countries. We we've got to take care of each other if we're gonna if we're gonna survive this uh, this mess. And that's why we need to expand uh, Medicaid and Medicare in this state because that people need it. Uh, you know, you got a lot of people who say, "Well, we don't need it." Well, they're doing okay, but it's, there's a number of people in the state of Tennessee that can't afford basic health care without some assistance and and it's just you know it's it's a tragedy that that the state assembly is not considering absolutely and it ties right into the minimum wage again and miss york uh david's uh, other two priorities other than uh housing and health were education and infrastructure well we know education is a big problem and and i don't think there's there's you know uh, Scott Pickney says they got a fix coming, but I, I don't believe it until I see it. You know, we have a teacher shortage. Uh, educators are, are not not going. People are not going to school to become educators, so that's a big problem. And uh, just putting people in the classroom without proper training is even a worse problem. And and I don't know how they're going to fix it uh, because I haven't seen a solution yet. What do you think about that, David? Well, you know, I, I've uh, I've recently run into a couple of issues uh, that that might help, you know, highlight the problem. One is 
I've found out recently that there is a policy that says you can't be, I believe it's you can't be 15 years old and in the eighth grade. Because my nephew was having trouble in school and my wife and I considered the benefits of holding him back a year. And we got into a discussion uh, with the principal, and I found out about this policy. And uh, essentially what that policy says is, you know, we're going to try to graduate you by the time you're 18 so you don't have the option of dropping out of school. And Social promotion. Yeah. So, so we're not really concerned with the education you get, but, you know, we just want to – we just want to – get you through 12 years of school so we have a decent graduation rate. And the the college level, at the college level, there's a similar issue. And, and mind you, this one goes on nationwide. But, you know, I was, I was told at one point uh, by a dean that we cannot hold students to the same standards that we were held to as students or too many of them would fail. So it was implied that I should lower the standard for my students so we get a higher passing rate. And why is that? Because a higher passing rate means more money for the school. So at that point, we're concerned about money for the school as opposed to the education our young adults are getting. David, I must have missed it. So you're a school teacher? Uh, I taught college for uh, for a number of years. I taught English, writing, and literature. Okay. So I have a degree in English as well. So where did you teach? Well, that explains why you're sitting here. I guess so. I don't <laughs> they, know. They, they let me in, and I wiggled my way in here, I guess. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I taught at Nashville State for a while and taught at Columbia State for a while. And and I really enjoyed teaching, but you know a lot of what I taught uh, being new was the freshman classes, and when when these when you see the students that are coming in as freshmen, you see a lot of the problems with the education system, the 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 primary and secondary school education system in Tennessee. Yeah, and and you were I think finishing a thought on education and how this social promotion. Uh, thing might affect education or uh... yeah it, you know it it I understand the point that was trying to be made to me about not trying to get students graduated before they're 18 so they don't have the option of dropping out well you know what if a student drops out of school that's not the concern of the school that's a concern of the parents you need to you know, the parents need to take some responsibility here in in rearing their children. And, you know, you, you raise them with good ethics and, and a desire to improve. Uh, I understand. I mean, I was one of those kids that was rebellious. But you can't just push struggling students through the school system to, to claim they got an education. That's not how an education works. And if you if you push them through too fast, they struggle the entire way. And then it doesn't care. Then it doesn't matter if you give them four years of free college education. They're not going to go. 
they're not going to go because school was a struggle for them and and left them with you know for lack of a better term this emotional and social trauma well the bottom line is that if they are not getting the basic instructions that they can use for a higher level of education they're not really learning uh david they're just being pushed they're just another pawn that's being moved on the chessboard to the end of, of their 18th grade year and then they're out of school and they still don't have the skills to go hold a job or further their education absolutely and that's how they end up you know that's how a lot of these people end up justifying well we're only going to pay them 725 because they're not you know they're not educated enough to to earn a higher wage well you know what that's because the school system has failed them for the most part there you go miss york his other big issue was infrastructure yeah, so, yeah, we do need infrastructure. Anywhere you, you, you've got a problem where we've got the growth that we have, uh, and and I, I you know, I, I look in, in the area that I live, the, the roads, uh, there there's going to be a need for improved road system because they're building subdivisions behind the, the property. And uh, infrastructure in terms of roads, water, sewage, electric, Broadband, broadband's essential. Murray County is one of those uh, counties that doesn't have adequate broadband service, and hopefully we'll get some relief uh, by uh, the COVID relief dollars that's being released to, to do that. So do you think broadband's an important asset in terms of infrastructure? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the most important, and we learned that with the the COVID thing, pulling students out of school and putting them uh, in remote learning. All right, folks, it's time to take our last break. Let's do that, and we will continue on the other side with David Carson, Democratic candidate for U.S. House of Representatives, 71st District, Western Murray County, part of Lawrence County, Wayne County, and part of... uh, Harden. Harden. All right, (laughs) there we go. We'll, We'll get with David again on the other side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one of a kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello. This is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry. Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. He's found it down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm East Bound up, watch on bandit run. We are back. Three news with a view. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jimmy York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Oh, so good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. We have our special guest today, David Carson. He is the Democratic nominee for the 71st House District seat. Uh, his uh, district is, you know, Western Murray County, Williamsport, Hampshire, Mount Pleasant, a uh, piece of um, northern, La- northern Lawrence County, uh, Wayne County, and uh, Hardin County. Yeah, Chunk of Hardin. Chunk of Hardin in there. So it's a long district, a very rural district. Uh, his priorities, he says, are uh, housing, education, infrastructure, and health. If elected to the legislature, um, Clay, Debbie, y'all got questions? 
So, you know, I don't know if I've ever been into Hardin County, guys. Have y'all been into Hardin County? What's the what's the city in Hardin? Savannah. Savannah. I have been to Hardin. Yes, I have. Sorry. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love Savannah. Savannah, Savannah's perched there on the the east side of the river. That's right. That's right. Hardin stretches out on the other side. It's uh, It's early. Daryl Worley's hometown. That's right. Uh, Yes, that's right. Huge, huge Daryl Worley fan. My my husband just did a show with Daryl for his raising money. So that's good. So. Yeah, it's a big, big district. You said a hundred miles from the top to bottom. Yeah, we're we're over a hundred miles long. Now that wow. makes campaigning tough. It does, especially when fuel prices are high. There's nobody, you know. That's a lot of. Uh, have you been able to lock on, knock on a lot of doors and uh, meet a lot I, of people? I've knocked on quite a few. I like to go out in places where people tend to uh, tend to gather out on the square. You know, out to uh, out to the local stores and stuff. Um, but it does make it kind of hard because I'm I'm nobody. I, I don't have anybody in in the current General Assembly throwing money at me. Well, the General Assembly doesn't throw money at you. Uh, you have to ask people. That's so. it's true. But I, what I'm saying is I don't have any of those people going. You know what? We're going to back this guy. Um, because I'm just Joe Schmo. Well, that that, that was going to be my question, David. Was uh, you know, obviously running as a Democrat in Tennessee in certain areas presents its own challenges. But uh, how has the Democrat Party? Are they helping you with advertising or fundraising? I mean, how much behind you have they have they been? Uh, I have collected uh, so far. I have collected all of ten dollars. And from the every, Democratic Party or just uh, uh, people? Just from people. Okay. <clears throat> um, the Democratic Party had a little get-together, and they said, hey, this is how you raise money. Uh, and if you, uh, if, if you pay us $5,000, we'll give you uh, – we'll provide you with a part-time intern to help with some mailers. And I said, that's not, that's <laughs> not bringing money in. That's money going out the back and, door and suit it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's to use a phrase. Yeah, people say money gets you elected, <clears throat> and the way things are looking, uh, that might prove to be true. But you know, you also see these guys running around in their suits and ties, all their pictures online, suits and ties. You know, if I wasn't here right now, I'd be out taking care of cattle and 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 fencing land. Because that's what I do when I'm not, you know, campaigning. Uh, I I take care of a piece of property and the animals on it. You're not going to see me in a suit and tie. Uh, Like I've said before, it's tough to roll your sleeves up and get the job done if you're running around in a suit and tie. Yeah, I mean, that that really surprised me that they haven't financially or even flyers or something you would see in the mail. Uh, Well, a lot of what it comes down to... uh, when, when I'm out there trying to bring in donations, people see that 80% of the voters in my district are Republican, and the great majority of them <clears throat> are still Trump supporters. And they're going to look at me and just not vote because it has a D beside my name. And to be honest, I ran on the Democratic ticket because the Democrats offered to 
you know, to provide me with that support. They offered that, you know, I would be their nominee because there's nobody else running on the Democratic ticket. And they wanted somebody, some Democrat on there. Let me say this. I loathe the two-party system. I think the two-party system is about 99% of what's wrong with this country. That, and I tell people all the time, don't, don't go out and vote Republican. Don't go out and vote Democrat. I don't want people to vote for me because I'm a Democrat. I want people to vote what they feel is best for Tennessee. And you, you know what? If, if that means voting for, for Kip Capley, if that means voting for Bill White, then do it. Do it. I, I want you, I, I raised my kids on the idea, I want you to learn your candidate's platform and vote for what you think is best for you and your community. And if people don't think I'm the best, then it, or my ideas aren't the best, that's fine. D- then don't vote for me. But if if they think my ideas have merit, then then vote for me and give me the opportunity to to better this state and this district. David, let me ask you some questions that are about issues that are problematic for Democrats running in uh, conservative. Uh, heavily Republican districts such as the 71st, um, would you support a state income tax? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Where do you stand on right to work? Uh, I don't like the idea of a right to work state. I don't. Right to work is also right to fire. And... I have actually found myself in that situation where I was fired for doing my do- doing my job too well, and it was because it was a right to work state. I, I think I think right to work gives too much freedom to uh, to the employer to hire and fire at will. Okay, uh, especially when you got plants moving down in this area, David. I feel I, I feel similar to the same way. Uh, these plants are going to be bypassing a lot of folks that in organized labor could have jobs and are well qualified, and, and that's a problem. Absolutely. In a right-to-work state, if you want to unionize, they'll find a reason to get rid of you. If you want more than $7.25 an hour, they'll find a reason to get rid of you. It's not difficult to find a reason to get rid of somebody. In fact, there's I, I'm sure you guys are aware of this this new thing on TikTok where what do they call it? Quiet quiet quitting where yeah. where you do you as an employee if you're only getting paid $7.25 an hour, then you go in there and you do the bare minimum work required by your job description. And that has led to something called quiet firing. Where the employer, if if they find you doing that, then the employer taxes you and stresses you with additional this and additional that, that you end up quitting. And and that it's gotten to be a battle just over money because employers think if I'm going to pay you $7.25 an hour, you're going to come in here and you're going to work eight hours and you're going to work overtime if I ask you to, and you're going to excel at your job. Well, you know, if you're paying me enough to pay off the average house in 30 years, 
maybe I'm not going to come in and be motivated to be my best self. You know what? I'd fire you in a heartbeat, David. I'm sorry. If I'm if I've got a business and I'm having an employee stand there representing me, I'm going to try to pay him the best that I can because in addition to the salary, I'm paying your FICA and I'm paying federal taxes. And for somebody to give me less than doing a good job, the, the minimum wage is a starting wage for people to get into the workforce, but it's not meant for them to stay at that level, okay? They're supposed to better themselves to go higher. But, you know, to to basically set on your keister just because you're irritated that you're only getting seven dollars an hour then you need to go get another job you're not suited for that and that's hurting every business out there businesses are taking it in the chin every single day trying to do things so that that concerns me a little bit if you you own the rampage right that's what you said okay if you hired some employees what do you pay your employees that work for you 15 an hour okay now let's say that somebody said i'm going in but david's not giving me 15 an hour and i really deserve 20 so i'm just gonna slack well see and that's that's the issue is it's not it's not really slacking it's just doing no it's slacking well it's doing what you're paid to do right but not going that extra mile <laughs> okay so i can't see how anybody that pays 725 an hour expects a lot of any employee not if that's the full-time job yeah. you shouldn't even hardly be in business if you can't pay more than that yeah the 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 whole the whole idea is uh if if I ask you, you know what? I need you to work. Uh, I need you to work an extra three hours today. And then this this quiet quitting idea is is looking at them and going, you know what? You you don't pay me to put in overtime. I, I ran a, I ran a water a meter reading business for the city of Spring Hill, and my employees only worked one week a month. And I paid them more than seven twenty-five an hour. They were making like sixteen dollars an hour for the time that they spent doing it. David, how can people get in touch with you if they want to donate to your campaign? You, you just mentioned that Democrat Party they hadn't they hadn't helped you out with any money or fundraising or anything like that. You've had, you've raised ten bucks. If there's Democrats out there listening today and they want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Or independents or, or in, backsliding yeah, yeah. Republicans. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because in all the doors I've knocked on, I've gotten a lot of Republicans. I, I try not to mention, you know, right up front, hey, I'm a Democrat. Right. So I talk policy. I talk ideas and philosophy. And so many of them are like, you know what, you've. You've got my vote. That's yeah. I, but if they I want like, to help you out, is there a website or a Facebook uh, page or a phone they, number? They yeah. can find my Facebook page. Uh, they can uh, they can find me. My uh, my phone number is on my Facebook page. Um, my email is on my Facebook page. It's it's uh, Facebook uh, David dot Carson dot four dot district dot 71 okay okay uh, so if you if you go to facebook and type in david carson for district 71 you'll find me there hey, we go david let me ask you a question have you come to the meetings uh, uh democratic meetings and requested any assistance uh i've been to a couple um but i find myself uh i i find myself really kind of pulled away at times i've had a lot going on at home in fact i'm 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 missing out on work to do a lot of campaign stuff so uh so it's uh 
it's kept me kind of torn, and I don't make a lot of meetings. In fact, I missed the uh, the panel that they had a couple weeks ago, and that that absolutely uh, that absolutely broke me because I wanted to be there. But uh, there's a there's a paper in Lawrenceburg, the Democratic Union. Um, and uh, reporter Clint Comfer, who's been a lot, uh, been talking to me a lot about uh, what my feelings were on the panel, and he's done a couple stories. The process is that you, uh, the, if you're requesting assistance from the Democratic Party, is that you have to come to a meeting or, or send a letter of some kind of correspondence and request some assistance. Other candidates have asked for our assistance, and we've been very uh, accommodating for them. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Dallas and I have spoken quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, would, you're, you're the nominee. I yeah. mean, you are the nominee. I would like to put one more thing out there for listeners that have seen my name on the Internet. Okay. We get, you got, we're getting about, that, we're about a minute and a half out, so no, fire away, man. No problem. The charges were dismissed yesterday in court. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Monday. The charges were dismissed Monday in court. Okay. There you go, folks. Um, well, this has been an interesting conversation. Debbie, we'll talk more about Debbie's all excited about the Jackson Law being adopted uh, by the Murray County Commission, and I am too. The Jackson Law uh, helps Murray County to protect itself from uh, well, solid from dumps, yeah. yeah I, I mostly among wanted, other things. wanted to say, you know, the city council when I was on there in 2012, uh, there were seven people. Uh, myself, I, Rick Bolton was my constituent. He called me to his house and he said, "Debbie, the mega duck yeah. thing's going on. This is go. what the city needs." And so we passed it back then. Thank goodness we did. But and, we need a Rick Bolton day because Rick Bolton was the root of Columbia, Tennessee, adopting the Jackson Law. Uh, Rick and uh, Rick's a, a, a great guy. The other thing in today's Herald is, don't worry, folks. The big oranges have a spare set of goalposts. (laughs) They're already back up. All right, tomorrow. I love it. it. That was the greatest night ever. Oh, wow. I saw Clayton out there helping him. (laughs) You enjoyed it, too, Clayton. You can't say you didn't. Have a great day, folks.